like that. You want to try that. Hello, one and all. Welcome to this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. And we've got ourselves a fun one tonight. Now, obviously, today is Friday fun day. So, obviously, we're going to do a tier list. I think that's fairly obvious at this point in time. But we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We got college football and NFL games going on this weekend. Now, the Bills aren't playing. So, does anybody really care? No, but we have we do have other games to talk about this week. We had Thursday night football to recap with the Seahawks beating the Cardinals and Murray getting sacked on basically the last play of the game, the Cardinals' last play of the game, which uh, of course happened yesterday, but you know couldn't happen on Sunday. You know, it's it's whatever. The wound's still deep and the wound's still healing, but we'll move on eventually. And then we've got some MLS to talk about. Uh, the MLS playoffs starts today. We got the early games between Nashville and Miami and New England and Montreal, I believe. I'm not looking at the bracket right now, but I'll pull that up once we actually get going in the show. I've got my audio recording up right now. And, yeah, eventually we'll get there. And then, obviously, with the tier list, I was stuck between doing two things. I'm going to hold off on one for today. Because I think this one is more topical and I'd rather do one, the other tier list with somebody. I think it'd be a lot funnier to do it with someone else than just do it by myself. So this week, with the NHL Retro Reverse jerseys coming out, we will be doing a tier list of the NHL Retro jerseys. Talking about how good they look, how bad they look, whatever. And yes, we will be bashing all of the Central Division jerseys. Maybe not, eh, maybe, maybe not the Avalanche, but the other ones, we will be brutalizing and not the Blackhawks either because everybody loves the Blackhawks speaking of the Blackhawks happy birthday happy belated birthday I guess to the greatest American hockey player of all time Patrick Kane who him and his girlfriend just welcomed a baby into the world last week on November 12th I think is what Patty Kane posted on Twitter he doesn't really post a lot on Twitter so when he does it's a big occasion so yeah just happy birthday to again the greatest American hockey player of all time I get it that it's a day late and we're not recording this on Thursday. I'm recording this at 1.10 on Friday. But I just have to say happy birthday to the GOAT. And if you don't... Now, also, while we're on the topic of Patrick Kane being the greatest American hockey player of all time, and I'm talking about United States player, because obviously you can be uh, whatever you want to... What do you call it? Just be... I'm trying to think of the word that would be like... If you want to be politically correct, Canada is technically America. But I'm not saying he's better than Gretzky. I'm not saying that. The greatest American hockey player of all time is Patrick Kane, undisputed. You can argue with that all you want, but it's a losing battle. We will not be discussing it any further unless we get once we get to the tier list and everything. And also, we had the NBA draft on Wednesday. We did a mock draft Wednesday and started off pretty good. I an event like we talked about on the show. I had not done a lot of research on this upcoming draft as I have in the past NBA drafts or even just the past drafts in general. This kind of snuck up on me, I'm not going to lie. And I think I heard the draft was going to be on Wednesday, like on Sunday or something. It sp- surprised me so much. I was not expecting <laughs> the draft to be on Wednesday, but there it was. And it was fun to watch. And the Bulls went with what I thought would happen, not necessarily what I wanted to happen, but I trust the front office now. Haven't said that about the Bulls since pretty much my entire life, but I trust them. And I will be all behind the Bulls draft pick, but we'll talk about who he is in a little bit. But before we get into everything that we're going to talk about today, 
Make sure you go and follow The Logan Blackman Show on all forms of social media, Twitter, Instagram. Go like the Facebook page, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and go follow The Logan Blackman Show on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go and just search them in all social media platforms, and you should be able to find it. Give it a follow. Now, I don't really post that much on the Twitter account anymore. I'm thinking about just binning it all together. So just go and follow my personal Twitter account, Logan underscore Blackman, to get all the Logan Blackman Show podcast updates. And then, of course, go like the Facebook page. We just reached 120 likes on the Facebook page, so hopefully that number can go up in the decent near future. So, yeah, if you haven't liked it already, yeah, you're listening to the show, go ahead and like the Facebook page. I would greatly appreciate it. And I know we haven't posted a YouTube video in a while, but I'm hoping to get a video out within the next month. So be on the lookout for that because the year's almost over. School year's almost over. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to have a break. I'm going to be out of school. Oh, my God, it's going to be awesome. And then we're going to be posting more stuff on the podcast, on the YouTube channel, and everything. So get ready for that because it's going to be awesome. So, yeah, let's get into Thursday Night Football because that's that's the most recent thing that has happened here in the sporting world. And I was just watching a YouTube video, and the first thing that pops up on YouTube is NFL Turning Point, which is a very cool YouTube series NFL film does, NFL Films does. And I think I'm pretty confident it's NFL Films. But they posted something on the Hale Murray play. You know, the DeAndre Hopkins last second touchdown against the Buffalo Bills last week. We don't need to watch it. We have a general idea of what it's going to be about. We don't need to watch it because we watched it live. We don't need to watch it again. But this week, Cardinals lost to the Seahawks. Um, you have I haven't seen this in a while, but a holding call in the end zone for a safety I've not seen that in a very, very long time. And it was kind of crazy to watch that. Now, if this was, if Josh Allen, let's just say this, because obviously it's a touchy subject for every Bills fan out there and you feel like you have to uh, just fight everybody about your Josh Allen takes and trying to protect Josh Allen, even though he is a grown man, he can fight his own battles, but Bills fans feel like we are contractionally obligated to defend Josh Allen at all costs. And if Josh Allen played like this against the Seattle Seahawks, you know how much that dude would have been bashed by the national media if he went 29 of 42 for 269, two touchdowns and 15 rushing yards? You know what would have happened to Josh Allen? He'd been castrated in the streets by pro football focus. But no, Josh Allen threw for 415 yards, three touchdowns, also had 14 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. So four total touchdowns. Almost doubled Kyler Murray's passing yards. Had a way better completion percentage than Kyler Murray. But yet, it's okay because Kyler Murray's cool. Kyler Murray's the the new flavor in town. Like Everybody wants to get a taste of Kyler Murray because he's so awesome. Plays for the Cardinals. It's just a fun, expansive offense. He was number one pick, and everybody loved Kyler Murray coming out of college other than him being short. But if Josh played, if he had a stat line like this, or against the Cowboys, where Kyler Murray went like, what, 9 of 24 or something, you know how much he would have been blasted on every single form of social media and on all the big sports news coverage states like Fox Sports, ESPN, maybe even the NFL Network, if he played like that. And Kyler Murray didn't even play bad. That's not even a bad stat line. But with Josh, you saw what he did against, like, the Jets, where he threw for over 300 yards but didn't have a throw, passing touchdown in the game. Like, still, what does he need to do? Now he leads the league in passing yards. He's very high in completion percentage marks. He's a, almost, I, 
he might have passed it, but I'm not 100% confident. I think his career high in passing touchdowns was 20. I think he's at 21 now. And Stephon Diggs, who Pro Football Focus predicted at the beginning of the season, or back in June, that he would have 800 yards receiving, basically, and five total touchdowns. Diggs has over 900 yards receiving and four total touchdowns through 10 games, and uh, currently leads the NFL in receiving yards. And I'm it's starting to slow down a little bit on the Josh Allen hate train, I guess, but... You still get the odd person out there is like, see, I told you it was bad. Because this is a situation where if your draft prediction was that this dude can't play football, this dude's going to be a bust, and then he proves that he's not a bust, then you start kind of doubling down on your take, and it makes you look even dumber than what you, what everybody originally thought. Like, oh, wow, that's a terrible take you had back then. It's pretty funny. You should just say, wow, I was wrong. But no, got to nail down that take because... I don't know why. I don't know why people can't just go, yeah, was wrong. But we got to double down on the take. When he has a bad game, we are leaping at it. Oh, he threw for 300 yards but didn't throw a touchdown? Man, <laughs> he sucks. Man, I was totally right about Joshua Allen. Good Lord, dude is trash. Dude is absolutely, undoubtedly trash. Like 2,800 yards, 21 touchdowns, 7 picks. Actually, okay. Technicality here, Russell West, Russell Wilson played this week, Josh Allen didn't play, and Josh will still be in second in the NFL in passing yards, unless he gets packed by like Mahomes or somebody. Because again, the Bills haven't had their bye week. But if you look at the games Josh has played, I know we were just sitting here talking about the Cardinals and Seahawks game, but this is just something that I had to bring up. Like Kyler didn't play significantly better than Josh Allen against the Buffalo Bills, yet we're talking about now Josh was extremely clutch in the game but if you look at the national media everybody's praising Kyler Murray but I don't think anybody actually watched it because he didn't play that great until they started running read option plays and we talked about this on Wednesday about how Cliff Cliff Kingsbury gets in his own way because he's not a great head coach but you know what he meets three things that the NFL is looking for in a head coach nowadays you want to know what those three things are offensive minded young and attractive those are the three things that we are looking for in nfl head coaches now not how well-rounded we are as coaches if you're a defensive coach good luck trying to get a job in the nfl it'll be very hard especially when your team drafts a new quarterback because all these court all these teams and general managers and owners and all that want a coach with an offensive mindset to help their young quarterback because that's the way the nfl is going nowadays offensive coaches we're not really focusing a ton on defense now there's obviously some still good Really good defensive head coaches like Bill Belichick being one, Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills, Brian Flores being another one, and there's more out there. But those are just the first three that come into my head, and of course they are all in the <laughs> the AFC East. But most teams want the offensive, young offensive coach. Zach Taylor got a head coaching job with the Cincinnati Bengals. What were his credentials? He coached under Sean McVay, was the quarterback coach for the freaking Rams. Joe Judge, he was a wide receivers coach, but he's a younger guy. Worked with the special teams group. Didn't have any other experience other than that. But again, we're going with the young head coaches in the NFL nowadays, which is the only reason Cliff Kingsbury has he's not even that young, but young enough for like the he's he's a younger guy for a head coach of the NFL. Not now, but if you look back like ten years, remember when Mike Tomlin first took his job? Now I know that's over ten years ago. 
Mike Tomlin was extremely young when he took the reins of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And look how where that's got him. Got two Super Bowl, or wait, one Super Bowl. Because Bill Cowher won the Super Bowl his last year in Pittsburgh. And yeah, it's worked out well. But Cliff Kingsbury getting fired from Texas Tech, taking the USC off to coordinator job, and then quitting to take a head coaching job in the NFL. If he didn't have Kyler Murray, if they stuck with Josh Rosen, I don't know if they're anywhere near as good as they are right now. Because I don't think Josh Rosen could fit in the offense that Cliff Kingsbury wants to run. Forget defense. Forget defense. So thankfully we had Patrick Peterson. Thankfully we have some other good talented players like Chandler Jones. I know he's injured, but you still have him on your team. How he's stuck in the Cardinals for this long, I don't really know. Same thing with Larry. And then you got DeAndre Hopkins. It's all getting masked. His his coaching ability is getting masked. Because as we talked about Wednesday, against the Bills, the Cardinals, on their second to last drive of the game, threw the ball three times. Josh Allen just threw an interception. They threw the ball three times. Incompleted all the passes. What was the logic behind this? You look at the, what the going, what's going on in the field, and we see with our two eyes, because they work, at least I think they work for him, that the Bills are not stopping the read option play. Oh, Kenyon Drake is having himself a great game. Kenyon Drake ran for 100 yards in the game. Cardinals had 217 yards rushing on the day. But you know what? When the Bills can't stop it, we're just going to start throwing the ball because that's it's a brainiac play, big brain play that not a lot of other head coaches would think about because they're going to th- expect us to run. They know we know they can't stop the run, so we're going to throw it instead. That's a big brain move right there by Cliff Kingsbury. I respect it. But yeah, Kyler Murray is going to keep this dude in a job for a while, and then we'll find out once this defense just gives up so many points, and it turns into the Seahawks. Now the Seahawks, obviously, in the early 2010s, had the most elite defense, other than the Baltimore Ravens defense of the 2000s, that we've seen in the 21st century. Like that, the Legion of Boom. Like you don't have secondaries or defensive skill positions that have a nickname. And if they do, you know about them very well. Like we got to talk about the Steel Steel Curtain. We got the Purple People Eaters. We got the 85 Bears, which is not even a nickname. It's just the year they played, but everybody knows about it. And then the Legion of Boom. There's other nicknames around there, but I'm just not really remembering them right now. But yeah, Kyler is going to keep Cliff Kingsbury in the job for a while. And if you look at the teams the Cardinals have lost to, Imagine if Josh Allen lost these games to the the Lions, the the Panthers, the the Dolphins, and the Seahawks. Now Josh has beaten the Dolphins and Seahawks. The two games they have played against those teams haven't had the chance to lose to the Lions or the Panthers. But what would happen if the Bills lost those games? Everybody be calling them pretenders, and that Josh is what we thought he was, as Dennis Green said, a former head coach of the Cardinals. The Bills are who we thought they were, but he says the Bears. Imagine that. I know it's it, this is, sounds biased and whatever. I don't really care, but obviously it's bias. But imagine that. What the national media would be saying right now if we didn't, if they all didn't have this man crush on Kyler Murray. And again, I really like Kyler Murray. I think he's a fantastic quarterback that has a rocket arm and can run very, very well. And also, just talking on the thing of Kyler Murray, and again, I know, as I said before, he's the new flavor of the month, new flavor of the year, so we got to hype him up. He's not better than Lamar Jackson. Stop that right now. That, stop. 
Oh, how we forget. Lamar Jackson, second ever unanimous MVP in NFL history, led the league in passing touchdowns last year. First quarterback to rush for over 1,000 and throw for 3,000 yards. But yeah, Kyler Murray, who's not going to be in the MVP finalists, is better than Lamar Jackson already. And this is, now you can go, well, his numbers are better. So, his team, they're 6-4. and four. Ravens lost two games all year. Because nobody could stop their offense. Every single game Lamar Jackson has started, the Ravens have scored over, I think it's 20 points. I might be wrong. I think it's it's 30 or 20. And no, Lamar started 30 games. Every game they've scored 20 plus points. Now, that might have changed against the Patriots. I don't really know. Yeah, it lo- that the fir- their loss to the Patriots last week was the first time since Lamar Jackson's been the starter that the, pa- the, the Ravens have scored less than 20 points. In the 31 games he has started, this is the first time they scored less than 20 points. And yet, we are just going to forget that how good he is because he's having an all-right year. He's not having the same year that he had last year. Which is the same thing, and it's not the same. Uh, it's kind of the same thing as Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo. Where if they have a good year, to them, that's seen by everybody as a bad year because they set themselves up to such a high standard to where a good year is not good enough and people start questioning them, which is stupid. Lamar's not having a bad year, but the Ravens are freaking 6-3. and three. And the teams they've lost to are the Kansas City Chiefs, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Patriots with some of the worst weather I've seen in a football game. Worst rain I've seen in a football game in a while. But the Steelers have no loss. The Chiefs have one loss. They almost beat the Steelers, probably should have beat the Steelers, and we're going to sit here and say Lamar Jackson's worse than Kyler Murray, or Kyler Murray's better. We may not be saying Lamar's worse, but we're saying Kyler's better, which I know is the same thing, but people aren't saying that he's worse. They're just saying Kyler's better, which is still wrong. Okay, if that makes any sense. If I had to rank the top five quarterbacks under 25 years old, it would be Lamar, Josh, Kyler, Justin Herbert, and Joe Burrow. That's my top five quarterbacks of... Quarterbacks were under 25 years old. And Herbert might get demoted just because of that nasty haircut he got. Never get a haircut from your strength coach. I don't care what kind of hair he has or walks into. I would never do... If I go back to William Penn, I would not ask Coach Haugen, who doesn't have any hair, to cut my hair. I'm not saying I'm working with a lot here. I I tried to grow my hair out. It didn't look as anywhere as good as Justin Herbert's. But man, I would never ask Coach Haugen to cut my hair. That would be a no-no. It's like asking my dad to cut my hair. Like my dad's hair is super short too. He's not bald or having balding issues, but his hair he keeps his hair short. I'm not asking him to cut my hair. And he snipped my ear when we were when I was younger too. So I ain't never had doing that again. But all in all, going back to the original point, Seahawks beat the Cardinals 28 to 21. Seahawks moved to 7-3. Cardinals moved to six and four. I didn't choose a winner in this game on Colin Company yesterday. I said take the over, which both offenses didn't do as good as I thought they would do. But I was scared on which team to pick. But I was leaning towards Seattle. I know that's a cop-out answer because, oh, look, they, the Seahawks won. Obviously, you're going to say the Seahawks win. But I was leaning towards Seattle. Okay, you can believe me or not. Cardinals, you need to rock the black jerseys with the white numbers. Those jerseys are so much better than the red number ones. And Seattle, trash those disgusting neon green uniforms. Trash them. Don't even look at them. Throw them in the freaking incinerator. They're done. And the blue pants doesn't help anything either. At least you didn't wear the gray pants. 
The neon jerseys with the green, the gray pants is the worst combination of jersey in the NFL, other than the Jacksonville Jaguars' first color rush jerseys. If you remember those, those like, I don't even know if I want to call them gold. Like, what, what color was that? I gotta look them up because I, I don't, I, I think they call it gold, but I don't know if that's what they. Yeah. Oh God, those are disgusting. It's like mustard colored. Mustard, it's like, I don't even know what to call that. That was when they were stewing that stupid gradient thing. They, this guy put a gray Poupon, Poupon thing on <laughs> Blake Bortles. That's that's what they look like. It looks like a gray Poupon jersey. Those are disgusting. Those jerseys are absolutely horrendous. Those are the only jerseys worse than the Seattle Seahawks neon green ones with the gray pants. Those are disgusting. And the Rams bone jerseys, those are gross too. Any gradient is horrendous. I don't know if the Falcons have worn their gradient things. I would hope for their sake and their fans' sake, we're watching bad enough football as it is. Let's just not look worse by wearing a gradient jersey. Sometimes gradient works, but in the NFL, no. All yellow uniforms in football don't work. In basketball, like if you watch Iowa play or Marquette play, I don't know if Marquette still rocks yellow uniforms, but who else wears the yellow in college basketball? Okay, you get the point. If yeah, if you're wearing yellow, do it not in football <laughs> or hockey. Those two sports don't wear ba- oh all yellow uniforms in baseball. Good lord, that'd be gross. But since we're on the topic of uniforms, let's just do. We should just get over this now. Go on the tier list. Might as well. I mean, we're talking about different uniforms in the NFL. Let's go over some uniforms in the NHL. If this would load, my Google Chrome's been acting weird lately i don't know why it's not working see if it loads now okay yeah we're loading we're 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 cooking with gas now and obviously i'm guessing you just search nhl and it should pop up nhl reverse retro jerseys last time i checked this they did not have the blackhawks jersey and they still do not have the chicago blackhawks jersey now they're not anything spectacular, so I'm not too worried about them being on the list. I'd probably throw them like C tier or something because they're just plain. They're not anything special. They're just they're, let's just have. I want a picture of the Chicago Blackhawks reverse retro jerseys and try to describe them to you. I guess so. We got Chicago Blackhawks reverse retro. Yeah, there it is. No, not red. Crap. Reverse retro jersey. Again, yeah, this thing, it's not anything spectacular. It's got the old logo in it. I like the old logo, but, yeah, it's just not anything, like, amazing. I like it. not saying I don't hate, I don't dislike the jersey. I really do enjoy the jersey. Now, I thought they would do more of the stripes across the jersey. Like, they, I'm looking at one right now with the old school jerseys that they had. Because you remember playing NHL, you'd see the... Old, you could play with the old school jerseys. You could go back. I haven't bought an NHL game in a while, but you could go and play with all the retro jerseys. I remember playing with those Blackhawks ones with the red stripes across it. That looks like what they did, but it's just very, very plain, which isn't a bad thing. I'm all for simplicity when it comes to uniforms. Sometimes the more you do, the worse it looks. So I'm cool with it being simple because the Blackhawks jerseys are simple enough already and they're the best jerseys of the nhl Un- undoubtedly the best jerseys in the nfl nhl you got the greatest american hockey player of all time and then you got the greatest jerseys in the nhl history so like we are good to go gtg 
Now, let's start off here with the central teams. I got to get these jerseys out of the way. The Nashville Predators will start off with you. Uh, D, those things are disgusting. As I said, the yellow doesn't work. And the Nashville Predators, they already have a yellow jersey. Why would you not go with a blue jersey like you used to wear when you first came into the NHL? Why are we rocking the yellow? And the stupid stripe from, that goes from like the neck all the way down. Actually, it doesn't even go all the way down, does it? No, it like stops like middle forearm. It just looks disgusting. The wild one, same thing, D. I hate it not just because it's the wild, but because of the fact that they get the North Stars colors. I dig the North Stars colors. I think the old school North Star stuff's pretty cool to be to be quite honest. Pastor Luke back at our church back home. He has he's from Minnesota, had season tickets to the North Stars with his dad. Has a Minnesota North Stars like sweater, sweatshirt thing. It's like one of those sweatshirt hockey jerseys that you see like at an NHLstore.com or if you go to like Shields or something, you should probably see it there. But the fact that it's still the Wilds logo, why is it not the M? I get you don't do the N, because that's not it's not the North Stars. You do the M. You just stuck your random, your current logo and changed the colors of it. No other team here that used their current logo just said, yeah, we'll just change the colors of it. I dislike the logo of the Wilds jerseys to begin with. Now you stuck it in subway colors. It looks even dumber than what it did. You had to do the M. You had to do the M. That was how, That's what we had to do. The St. Louis Blues, uh, a lot of people dislike the St. Louis Blues, like, red accents to their jersey. I dislike the Blues' home uniforms, or at least the, like, I don't know if they went to the Royal Blues, if that's their name. I haven't watched the Blues play in a while. I really don't want to waste my time watching the St. Louis Blues play. But people dislike these, like, jazz uniforms that they had when the, the, the not Sidney Crosby, the Wayne Gretzky era, I guess if you want to call it an era with Wayne Gretzky on the St. Louis Blues, I don't dislike it. It is a lot of red, and it's red, blue. I like the red and blue. The yellow, I can give or take, but I don't dislike it. I, I'm just going to put it in C because I don't think it's ta- it's not uh, it's not the same level as the Wilds jerseys or the Nashville Predators jersey. It's just, it's all right. It's, an all right. it's, it's not great. Okay, it's not that great, but... It's not the worst thing that I've seen. The Dallas Stars, uh, yeah, D tier. This is also becoming a thing of bias because I just dislike all of the teams in the, the Central Division. But this one's just weird because it looks like they did like a star thing for like the border of the uniform. I, I got to pull up like a big picture of this because it looks like they tried to do like a star on the bottom and like wrap it around and stuff. I think that is what they did. That is what they did. That makes it look even worse. I just noticed that now. And the player's head is the point of the star. That's awful. I dislike that. Now, they went with the old school logo when they first came to Dallas and switched from the North Stars to the Dallas Stars. I I like the old logo, but I dislike the little star concept. I know that's what they used to have, but it's white. It's like, it's not even, well, actually, it's like gray. And then the accent colors of the logo are white. And then the... the sh- There's just so many weird combinations going on here. I just don't... I don't like the star thing they got going on. They're very cheesy, in my opinion. The Winnipeg Jets, the worst jersey <laughs> out of all of these jerseys. The gray, the navy blue. Why didn't you just go with the classic 
like Timu Solani, Dale Howard Chuck uniforms for the Winnipeg Jets. Why did you go with this monstrosity of a jersey? This is the worst jersey out of all the reverse retro jerseys. I dislike this one. So it's like, I li- I'm cool with like, so I talked about the stars with theirs, like little gray thing. The other jerseys that have the little bit of gray in there, like the, the San Jose Sharks, who I don't necessarily like, but I don't hate it. This one's just like a nasty color of gray. It's not your colors either. You're not gray. You it, There's no red in there. The Winnipeg Jets have to have red somewhere in their uniform. You went with the retro logo, which I like the retro logo a lot for the Winnipeg Jets, but not when it's white, gray, white and gray. That's where I dislike it. So that goes directly in the D tier. And when I put other jerseys in the D tier, I will move that one to the very end because that's where it'll go. But it does have a rivalry <laughs> for worst jersey with the Detroit Red Wings. They even do anything. They literally put the minimal effort they could into this jersey, if you want to call it that. The I don't, I don't even know what to say about it. They're like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. They didn't even think about it. They just said, yeah, you know what? Here you go. And turned it something. It's like they procrastinated so much in turning this design in. They just gave in that. This is the same thing that happened with the Washington football team where you came, you were trying to come up with a name for so long. You're like, oh, crap. What are we going to do? And then once the team name got stripped away, you were like, well, great. Now we've got to we just got to come up with something. Nothing else sounds really good. And I've heard the Washington football team wants to keep their name, which I wouldn't be opposed to that. I'm kind of getting around calling them the Washington football team. It's kind of cool soccer-esque type thing. Where like Manchester United, Manchester City, like they're dedicated to your city, Liverpool. It's not the Liverpool, I don't know, chickens. But you got Tottenham Hotspur, obviously, with that whole city. They're the Tigers. Now, they got nicknames, but... They're not, it's like not strictly in their name. Now I had, there was a time a few years ago where whole city was going to change their name to the tigers. That would have been bad. Don't do that. But yeah, this is just minimal effort right here. At least the Washington football teams one. I can, I kind of like it, even though it's extremely simple and very plain, their uniforms ain't nothing to look at. I can get around that way easier than the Detroit Red Wings ones. And once this is all done, we will be reordering them in their tier lists. Now, which one do I want to go to next? Let's let's go back up to Canada. Let's go to the Canadian teams. We'll go with the Toronto <laughs> Toronto Maple Leafs. I dislike this one a lot. Why is there the huge wide base at the bottom? And I don't get the gray that's going on there. The, la- the logo is so freaking massive. And I promise we are not just going to keep throwing everyone into the bottom tier because they're not the Blackhawks jerseys. But these jerseys on the bottom, these six jerseys, are horrendous. I hate these jerseys. And obviously there's the NL, there's the central bias. I keep saying NL and central, but the central bias in here with the like Predators, Wild, Stars, Jets, and of course the Red Wings even though they're not in the central anymore, but I just hate these jerseys. The the Maple Leafs jerseys are that jersey's so freaking massive. The logo's huge. It's like there's nothing even in there. You could have gone with the OG Maple Leafs jerseys with like the little textures on the inside of the leaf and all of that. It's the plainest jersey on here, if I had to look around at them. Yeah, nothing's really... Other than the Red Wings jersey, obviously, but I just dislike <laughs> that Maple Leafs 
jersey sticking up in Canada, the Calgary Flames. Okay, we're going to stick it in B tier. I, I know it's a bad logo. I know Blasty is a, not a great logo, but it's just funny and nostalgic. That's the whole point of these jerseys is to have fun with it. To go back to an era and have some fun with it. They all got the little date on the inside collar up by your, like on the back side of it. And there's, I just like the old school logo, even though it's not the best logo in the world. It's not very pleasing to look at, but it's just nostalgic and cool. Like you look at the teams on the bottom, other than the Jets and the Stars, neither of these teams, the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs, really, other than making it massive, the Wild and the Predators did not change their uniforms, really. Especially the Predators. Those are pretty much the exact same uniforms they rock now, other than the sleeves. The Wild, it's just green and yellow. But Blasty's cool, just for the old school stuff. Same thing with the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to stick that one in B2. They're going back to this old logo, because their current their logo they've had for the past few seasons has been awful. So might as well just go back to it. And it's a very simple, plain jersey, but it's just cool. I like the shade of red that they got going on there. So, yeah. Do we have any other Canadian teams in here that I can talk about? Or did I cover all the Canadian teams? Vancouver, the gradient thing. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Uh, we'll stick it in C tier. I don't. I know I talk about how I dislike gradient jerseys. And they got a C on their logo. They, it's because they're the Canucks. We'll stick them in C. I mean, it's not terrible, but it looks like a knockoff jersey. That's the problem with these gradient jerseys. That they just look off, like straight knockoff jerseys. And... I'm going to stick that one in scene right next to the St. Louis Blues for that one. Any other Canadian teams? Now, okay, this one is not a Canadian team, but their jersey is of a Canadian team. And that is the Colorado Avalanche. And that has the Quebec Nordiques logo on it. If you don't know who the Quebec Nordiques are, they have one of the more famous logos in NHL history, one of the more retro ones. We'll talk about the most famous logo out of the old school teams in a little bit. We might talk about them next. But I like the logo, the color scheme of the Colorado Avalanche. I just don't, jeez, I just don't know if I like the how the Nordiques logo is in the color scheme of that. I, I don't know. I don't know who I'm going to throw up in the be, in the S tier or the best tier, whatever. That one might move up. I do like that one. I like the old school logo. I like that they nodded back to the Quebec Nordiques. Jeez, I'm sorry. I had a big lunch today of ramen noodles with rice with spinach and garlic as well. So I'm a little I'm a little burpy right now. But I like the Nor I like the Nordiques look they went with, but the colors I just if they went with the red, white, and blue of the original Quebec Nordiques, I think that would have been really cool. But they didn't and they stuck with their old colors. The Hartford Whalers or the Carolina Hurricanes, we'll throw that one B. Now, I love the logo. The logo is one of my favorite things that they have done. Like, bringing back the Hartford Whalers stuff is super cool. But they already have a Hartford Whalers logo or Hartford Whalers jersey. And that's pretty – they didn't really do anything to ch to change it, I guess. I love the logo. I'm not going to sit here and bash the logo of the Hartford Whalers or the history of of the Hartford Whalers, but you just could have done it better, I guess. Why didn't you just go with, like, the green one? Why did you go with gray? Just go go with the green. The green one looks so cool, but you didn't do it. You bailed out and went with this weird gray color, and I know your home ones or whatever are green, like the Hartford Whalers stuff that you guys have worn is green, but that stuff just looks so much better than the gray. It just does. 
the Kelly Green that the 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 Hartford Whalers had is awesome. I just don't like the gray. The gray's just weird. I might throw it up to A for nostalgia factor. Same thing with the Quebec Nordiques thing. But the gray on it's just kind of weird. And again, I just I know I it's the same thing that they already have, but just go with the green ones. Just go with the green ones. Now, do we have any other ones with like teams that no longer are there anymore? I don't think so. Uh, let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. They'll go in C tier. It's just that logo just looks stupid. Logo looks very bad. It looks like a freaking minor league hockey team logo. It looks like some youth hockey team just stuck their logo in the center. That's their secondary logo. For those of you who don't know, because obviously they can't have a reverse retro because they've never been a they've been a team for like four years. So you can't have those reverse retro things. But that jersey, that logo, that might go down to D tier. That thing is that logo is weird. I don't know if I, I might move that down to D tier. It's the worst of the C tier jerseys so far, but we'll think about lowering it a little bit. The Edmonton Oilers, I'm going to throw that one in B or C, B, A or B. Um, we'll throw it in A. We'll throw the Edmonton Oilers in A. I don't know why I just completely uh, scanned over the Edmonton Oilers jerseys. Now, their jerseys now are gross just to say the least, they are orange. There's a lot of orange. I'm not a fan of orange jerseys at all. They look like the freaking Denver Broncos, which is not a good thing because the Broncos uniforms suck as well. And the Navy, go back to the Royal Blue for your all-time jerseys. Like, you rock them for every once in a while. You wear them, like, every odd chance you can, but you're wearing these Navy ones, the orange, the navy shoulders. This one at least goes back to the the orange, the royal blue and the orange stuff and the white that the Edmonton Oilers were famous for when Wayne Gretzky was playing there. Like, if you look up Wayne Gretzky and see the Oilers jerseys they were rocking, those things are freaking beauties. Not the navy stuff that they are wearing. This royal blue with the orange shoulders, more blue than orange. That's how it always should be. Do not rock more orange than blue. It looks stupid. Even though, that being said, there is more orange on this jersey, but it just looks nice. It's not the main color of the jersey. It's not the main thing, which is nice. Now, talking about another team that wears orange is the New Islanders. They're going to the bottom tier as well because they didn't change anything. That is a navy blue jersey. Navy blue version of what they have already. There's no nostalgia factor on there. They had a chance to go with the Fisherman logo, which is what a lot of people were really clamoring for with the retro jerseys of the New York Islanders. And they just stuck in the standard New York Islanders jerseys with the Navy blue. And there's no fun going on there. The teams on the bottom didn't have any fun with these jerseys. I'm sorry. Now we'll just go in. I think we'll just, Oh, I forgot about Montreal, uh, Montreal. You'll go in B. Um, it's weird to see the Canadians in blue uniforms, but and they're just flipped around, but I just like red, white, and blue color schemes. I know I'm biased, whatever. But I just really like the the blue, the red, the white, even though it's just a flipped version of what they do already. You know what? I'm going to lower that to C tier. They didn't do anything fun. That's literally just their home uniforms with reverse color schemes, I guess, if you want to say that. like, like You look up a picture of the Montreal Canadiens. They got red jerseys with a blue stripe in the middle with white outlining and white, um, what do you want to call that? Outlining, I guess. It's the same thing here. Blue jersey, red stripe across the middle with white outline. It's the same jersey. I'm putting that in C tier. I just, 
it's not as bad as the other. That's the best of the C tier. That's close to being a B tier jersey. I don't know why I skipped over the Montreal Canadiens like that. I'm sorry, guys. Now, where do I want to go country-wise, side of the country? We'll go to the east. We'll start with the east side of the United States. So we'll go with the New York Rangers, uh, C tier. I'm not a fan of the navy blue. I like the Lady Liberty thing in the middle of the jersey, but I'm just not a fan of the navy blue with the, the New York Rangers. I love the royal blue that the Rangers rock. This reminds me of the Buffalo Bills jerseys of the J.P. Lossman era. If you don't know what that is, I'd recommend go looking up the J.P. Lossman era Bills jerseys. That's what this reminds me of. And the Bills obviously went back to the more, I don't know, more 60s, 70s, 80s jerseys that they had and then obviously went away from the red helmets that the Bills had in the late 80s or 90s. But these jerseys, they just that's just what it reminds me. What I look at is look at like the Buffalo Bills jerseys of those J.P. Lossman, Drew Bledsoe, Trent Edwards era jerseys. Uh, sticking on the East Coast with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, the orange, again, not a huge fan of orange. We've talked about that on numerous occasions, how I'm not a huge fan of orange jerseys. And there's just a lot going on in the sleeves. It looks like those early 2000s jerseys. They didn't have fun with like the, 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 oh crap. No, I'm blanking on what the, the bullies, what are they called? Oh, I'm completely, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. But they should have gone back to the early heydays of the Philadelphia Flyers. I know that's similar to what they do now, but I just don't, I'm not a huge fan of the sleeves. I'm not a fan of the orange. Oh, and I got to move that Vegas Golden Knights one to the very end of the, the C tier. Sticking on the East Coast, let's go with the the Bruins jerseys. Now, I dislike yellow as the main color. Actually, okay, we'll be nice because I'll, I'll stick it in B tier. I, I hate myself that I'm sticking in B tier because it's got the letter B on it. It's got a C on it as well because I got the captain's C on the top of the jersey. But it just it works a lot more than the freaking Predators one. It's not. It's weird for me to say this and be complimentary to a yellow jersey, but it works. They got the bear on the shoulder. It doesn't look the same as the the bear that everybody wants. It looks like it's on freaking crack. But you know what? We'll stick it there on B tier. Might lower it down to C tier. Now I feel bad for the Habs jerseys because their their jerseys are so much better looking than the Bruins jerseys. But they just didn't do anything. They just were. I guess you could say the same thing for the Bruins too. I don't know. Now I'm getting now I'm second guessing this. We'll talk about this at the very end. The San Jose Sharks. Uh I don't like those. We'll throw those in D tier. I do not like those San Jose Shark jerseys at all. I don't like what they're going on with the sleeves. Again, simplicity is king here. If you look at the top of the jersey list, we got the Quebec Nordiques. I know they got the little uh what are those things called? Like the Saint things on the bottom. But there's, it's not, like, insane. There's nothing really crazy going on with the jersey. The Oilers one, same thing. Look at the B-tier ones. The Sharks ones, the sleeves are just really weird. I'm not a fan of gray jerseys. Like, you notice I have three gray jerseys in the bottom tier. I have the Hartford Whalers one in B-tier just because I'm feeling nostalgic, nostalgic for the Hartford Whalers. Sticking on the, I know we went with the Sharks. They were, I'm, I'm not, this list is messed up, okay? <laughs> I've kind of just thrown out the the whole East Coast thing. Now we got the Anaheim Ducks. Let's just go in order of how they're showing up on my screen because I'm lost right now. The Anaheim Ducks with Wild Wing on the jerseys coming out of the water. This is just funny. So I'm just for comedy purposes, 
I'm going to throw them in the A tier. Because it's got freaking Wild Wing jumping out of water. Like, it's so stupid that it's awesome at the same time. This is my favorite Anaheim Ducks jersey is of Wild Wing jumping out of the water. and Or the ice, whatever you want to call it. I just love that this is a thing. I love that this was a thing to begin with. And I just think it's so funny. So it's not really that I necessarily think it's a better looking jersey. I just think the logo is awesome. I got to throw the logo up there. Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, throw it beats here. I like the retro logo that they put in there. It's different than what they've had. It's like their first logo that they had. I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the white going straight from the collar all the way down the sleeves. But it's... I like it. I like the red. I like the navy blue. It's their color scheme, but they just reversed it. But, I don't know. They tried something, and I kind of like it. The Phoenix Coyotes, or the Arizona Coyotes, can never remember what they are anymore. These ones will go in B tier. I like the logo they have. I don't know if I'm necessarily a huge fan of, like, the cactuses on on the bottom of them. Look, like, you, you just search NHL retro jersey. It's the first thing that pops up. I like... I it looks like a 90s jersey. It looks like a jersey straight out of the freaking 90s. I might raise it to A because it does look cool. It do- Okay, you know what? I'm going to raise it to A. It do- I'm going to raise it to A. I'm not a massive fan of like the cactus thing. But you know what? It looks really... It lo- I like the logo in the middle. I like that they went with the purple. It's completely different than what they have. It, look- it reminds me of the old school Arizona Diamondbacks stuff with the purple jerseys. Um, and they got the sun. It's just the sun's colors. They go- I don't know. I just really really like the coyote in the middle and the purple looks really cool it's different than what they wear the new jersey devils christmas colors i mean we'll throw it in a b tier something spectacular it's just green their jerseys are black they went with green i mean there's nothing too insane about it but you can't dislike christmas colors can you not necessarily a huge fan of green but you know what christmas colors we'll put it in b tier but being a christmas we could throw it in c tier Oh, yeah, the Florida Panthers, the Pavel Bure Florida Panther jerseys with the massive jersey with a massive logo in the middle of the jersey. Gotta love the freaking <laughs> the freaking what do you want to call this thing? The Panther at the very middle that goes straight to A tier. I love that jersey. The Panther leaping out at you. That jersey is so cool. So, like, early 2000s style of jersey there. I absolutely love it. Pittsburgh Penguins, they went with the Mario Lemieux, Yamir Yager era jerseys with the text down the jersey. Uh, Let's throw that in B tier. It's nothing really spectacular. It's just text going down a jersey. So, yeah. Just that there's not really going on with it. But it, it just brings back a very good era of Penguins hockey. I know this era has been very good as well, the Sidney Crosby era for Pittsburgh. But having Lemieux, having Yamir Yager, just that's just what that reminds me of. So I'll throw that in the B tier because those are two legendary players. And you gotta I gotta put respect on the legends, even though I don't have any personal liking for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Tampa Bay Lightning, I love the logo. You gotta throw that in A tier. That logo is sweet. You got the cursive text around the logo and you got the white on there it's not like this the cut like the i don't know what you would call it like by your wrist what do you call those things the end of the sleeve it's really big it's as wide as the big white stripe at the bottom but you know what the logo is just sick 
The logo is freaking fantastic. That thing goes straight in to, what do you want to call it? The, what do I put it in the A tier? The Washington Capitals, those jerseys are beautiful as well. The jerseys are, the Eagle, the early Alex Ovechkin era of jerseys in Washington. I love those jerseys. Red, white, and blue. Got the Navy in there. Now those jerseys back when OV first started were like black and gold and like some royal blue or something in there. Those things are beautiful. Those Capitals jerseys, they went with the current color scheme and went with the old school logos and old school style of jersey. And when OV first came there and changed the the complexity of Washington Capitals hockey, got to love those jerseys. We saved the best jerseys for last. We put a bunch of jerseys in the A and B tier. We started off bad, but we have wrapped it up very nicely. The Buffalo Sabres jerseys, um, now my dad's a Sabres fan. He does not like the black and red jerseys, nor do a lot of Buffalo Sabres people out there. But they're they're funny to look at because that was arguably, <laughs> other than like the 70s with the French Connection, that was probably the best era of Buffalo Sabres hockey and has been for a while with the Dominic Hasek era of hockey in Buffalo with the red, black, and red. But I do think my big gripe with this jersey, they put the swords in the center of the jersey. They should have put the goat head in the middle of the jersey. Now, if you don't know, obviously, it's not a goat head, but it looks like a goat head in the middle of the jersey. Those are on the shoulders, I believe. That should have been the main logo. It looks just like the black and red jersey that they used to rock, but it is way better because it's the royal blue and yellow that they rock- They finally brought back this year. I'm so happy that they brought those jerseys back because the, the royal blue is so much better than the navy blue. The Bills tried it with the navy blue, and now the Sabres tried it. That this need that trend needed to go in Buffalo, and I'm happy that the team started to go back to the royal blue. And then the last one, best for last in my opinion, the Los Angeles Kings. I love this jersey. It's got the the Kings logo from the Re- the Gretzky era of the Los Angeles Kings, like the big logo, the big thing that says Kings right across the chest with the purple and gold from the early Los Angeles Kings era. It's just two eras of Kings hockey combined into one. The black jerseys that those unif- that logo is on are legendary to begin with. You add them in to the legendary purple and yellow jerseys that the Kings had because those are the colors of royalty. So that's what they did when they first came into the hockey league and they changed to those beautiful black and silver jerseys that they rock now. Then the logo's different, but or maybe it isn't. I guess I haven't checked the Kings jersey in a while, but those things are freaking beautiful. Now, if I had to look back at this, I had to only throw one team, one jersey in S tier. Now, if I could throw other jerseys in S tier, I would throw up the Quebec one up there. I would throw up the Florida Panthers one, or the Lightning, or the Capitals one in the A tier, in the S tier. But I wanted to have it as its own standalone tier, and that's why I put them in the S tier. So the A tier, we have the Nordiques or the Colorado Avalanche. The Edmonton Oilers, the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, which that's the Mighty Ducks era, Coyotes, Panthers, Lightning, and the Capitals. Now, i got to rearrange this, obviously. Uh, the Capitals, no, the Panthers one goes second, then the Capitals one, then the Lightning one, then the Wild Wing, and then the Coyotes. That was how I would order the A tier. For B tier, my favorite one in the B tier is the Pittsburgh Penguins one because it's just simple. Um, then I would throw up... The Hartford Whalers one, even though it's very plain and just, but it's got the Whalers logo, so you got to put bonus points for that. I'm going to throw the Blue Jackets one last. 
Remember the Devils one over the Bruins? I think that's what I'm going to go there. For C tier, Canadians won C. They're the best one in C tier. And I think the C tier one's pretty good. It goes Canadians, Blues, Vancouver, New York Rangers, Flyers, and the Golden Knights. I might lower the Golden Knights to D tier. And then in D tier, we have the Predators, Wilds, San Jose Sharks, Stars, the Leafs, Islanders, Red Wings, Jets. Which one do I want to say is the The Jets one's the worst. And then do I, I'm going to throw the Sharks one down a little lower. I'll raise the Wild one. I'll lower the Predators one one more. So I'll have the Stars and the Wild next to each other in D tier. Those two, I I just can't stand those. Uh, the, the subway colors, the Stars thing's just weird to begin with. I might raise the Stars one and lower the, the okay, yeah, we're doing that. I'm lowering the Vegas Golden Knights one <laughs> and raising the Stars one. Because if I look back at this, the Stars one is not worse than the Golden Knights one. The Golden Knights one is terrible. Now, the one I feel the most conflicted about in this entire list is the Montreal Canadiens one. Because it's not a bad jersey. It's not bad. You know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to lower the Columbus Blue Jackets one and put the Canadians one up in B tier. I think it's a fair. I think this is a better tier list than what I originally did because I went off on a lot of emotion at the beginning with the stars throwing them at the bottom because I just despise the Dallas Stars. But I had to, I'll raise them up because their logo and their uniforms are not worse than the Vegas Golden Knights one. They're just not. I'm going to throw the Knights one down a lot. I don't know why I even thought about sticking it in C tier. I think it's mostly because of the red, but the logo is terrible. Good Lord. Like teams like the Red Wings and the Islanders, they didn't do anything, but at least they didn't throw a nasty logo like that in there. So a recap of the tier list. Kings is the S tier. Then we got the Nordiques, Panthers, Caps, Lightning, Ducks, Coyotes, Oilers. Then the B tier, Penguins, Whalers, Flames, Senators, Devils, Bruins, Sabres, and the Canadians. Then the C tier, Columbus, St. Louis, Vancouver, New York Rangers, Philadelphia Flyers, Dallas Stars, and the Wild in the D tier. Wild, Predators, Sharks, Knights, Leafs, Islanders, Red Wings, and the Jets. So that is my tier list. I got to save that. Make sure to download that and get that posted on social media whenever this show Goes out. If you look at like other rankings, don't listen to the other rankings. My rankings are the official ones, the best rankings out there. And yeah. Now, if I would put the Black Blackhawks one on here, it's not in this tier list. I would throw it in B tier. It's just a middle of the road one. It's, there's nothing too spectacular about the Chicago Blackhawks jersey. It's just there. It's nothing spectacular. It's just there. But it's way. It's easily. Easily the best one in the in the Central Division. I keep saying like NL Central, but that's just the old school logo is freaking awesome. I love that jersey. I love the black. I might lower put it up in A, but again I'm biased because it's my favorite team. So I'm obviously gonna have a little sort of bias towards that jersey. Uh, we're we're running short on time here, but I want to touch on a couple more things here before the show gets over today. So we've obviously got the NBA draft that happened on Wednesday. And then we've got some college football and NFL games to talk about. We'll talk about the NBA draft first. Just quick run through of what happened on the NBA draft night. Because again, like we talked about on Wednesday, I didn't do a great job doing a ton of research. But some of the most of the players, or not most, 
because I obviously don't know about most of the players. I didn't watch a lot of college basketball this year other than Missouri Valley Conference basketball because I went to almost every single UNI basketball game with my good friend Noah Mueller. But I didn't watch a lot of basketball outside of that. So I apologize for that. But number one, Anthony Edwards. We did go with Anthony Edwards, number one. Now, he had that weird NFL quote that came out like right before the draft. But I think this all went down to, we talked about this on Wednesday, whether they wanted to play Mello or have D'Angelo play the one or the two. Because D'Angelo's a very good combo guard. Played point guard at Ohio State. Has played two guard at times. Playing for the Lakers, Nets, and now the Timberwolves. And the Warriors, too. He was playing the two guard the Warriors. when Because they had to work in him and Steph. He was going to play the two guard. So I think that just went down to that. Edwards will play the two guard in this system. I think I, I it was this isn't this isn't one this isn't one of the best drafts ever. Just putting it out there. This is not one of the like great drafts where you like know who the top three players are. I mean, we knew who the top three players were gonna be, but they're not to the levels of previous drafts like Zion Williamson, John Morant, RJ Barrett. We don't have those style players here. I don't think maybe Melo. The other two, I don't know if they get into that top three. Especially don't get past John Morant or Zion Williamson. That's not happening. And the Timberwolves apparently were trying to trade the pick the entire time because they didn't even really know who the best player in the draft was. This is like one of the worst years to have the number one overall pick in the draft because there's not really that one standout player. Edwards played good for a very bad Georgia team that came second to last in the SEC. James Wiseman barely played college basketball and Mello played overseas. So we didn't really know. This wasn't like we watched these guys play all year and saw them dominate in college basketball. No. Edwards played on a bad team. Wiseman didn't play and neither did Mello. He played in Australia so no one watched him there. But it's been foretold for a while now that Mello is the best ball brother. Since even Lonzo's been drafted, this has been talked about. But Melo obviously went number three to the Charlotte Hornets. I think he's the best player in the draft. I just really, I wanted Melo. I was hoping like the Hornets would go with Onyanku Akongwu at number three. There was a slimmer of hope that had me going, they're going to, they might do it. They're not very deep at the center position. Their starting center, I'm pretty sure is Cody Zeller. I mean, they could go with the center here. There's Terry Rozier. Now, obviously that was a joke. I was like, man, they have Terry Rozier. What are they going to, they don't need to draft Melo, but they eventually did. A lot of people are talking about now Michael Jordan could play LeVar Ball in a one-on-one game, which probably won't happen. At least I hope it won't happen, but I'm not worried about Jordan losing that game. I just think that'd be a waste of his time. And Melo is a baller. Go with the last name. He's a beast. He's going to work well in Charlotte. At least I would assume he's going to work well in Charlotte. James Wiseman, I think that was the only lock guaranteed pick in the draft was Wiseman going to the Golden State Warriors at two. They have depth, or not really depth, but they have a starting spot in every spot there. You don't usually go with the top two pick and take a depth piece. You take a starter, and that's what James Wiseman's going to be. He's going to lock in as the number five for the Gold State Warriors. Now, part of me, right before the draft, I thought they might have a slimmer of thought going with Melo because of the fact that Clay Thompson tore his Achilles that day in practice. So part of me was like, maybe they draft Melo here. But they went with the pick that, I think most people thought would go here. Now, a lot of people are talking about fit with this player and all that with Wiseman and the Warriors and all that stuff. Will he actually work in Gold State? But he feels a need. They have, they've they never had a, really had a good center since this core of Curry, Green, Clay Thompson has come into the fold in Golden State. So the starting centers they had when they were good, they had Andrew Bogut. 
They had Zaza Pachulia. They had JaVale McGee. Like, now they get a good, solid center that can provide stuff down low. And he's not even going to be like the... He's going to be like the fourth, fifth option in scoring once Clay comes back. He's got Curry and Andrew Wiggins right now that will be the main scorers of this team. And they just signed Kelly Oubre as well, or traded for Kelly Oubre. So he'll probably play three with Andrew Wiggins playing more two, or maybe flipped. I don't know. But... Wiseman's not really going to need to do a lot, but he'll provide stability down low, which is something they haven't had in a very long time since this team has been the way it has been. Now, the first, like I said Wednesday, the draft starts with the fourth overall pick, the Chicago Bulls, because we knew who the top three players were. Maybe not the order, but we knew who the top three players were going to be in the draft. You knew it was going to be Edwards, Wiseman, and Ball in some order. I think everybody knew Wiseman would go too. It was just the fact on whether the war, the Timberwolves went with Edwards or Ball at one. Then that's kind of where everything got mixed around. But once Edwards went one, then you knew Ball was going three. Uh, pretty much you knew Ball was going to go three. Unless someone team traded up like the Bulls who were talking about trading up to two to get Ball. But it didn't happen. They went with Patrick Williams. A lot of people are, are worried about the fact that he hasn't played. He didn't start at Florida State, but he came off the bench and finished games, as Florida State's head coach says. That's not the part that's really concerning because Zach Levine didn't start any games in college. Devin Booker didn't start any games in college. I think Zach might have actually started one, but he didn't start consistently in college. Devin Booker didn't either. Zach Levine's the face of the franchise in Chicago. Devin Booker's one of the best players in the NBA. I'd say Zach is on his way to becoming one of the best in the NBA. Then you've got like Marvin Williams. Then you got Deion Waiters, who didn't really start. Now, those two, Marvin Williams had a decent career, but nothing spectacular. Deion just kind of was hit and miss like every other team he went to. But Patrick Williams will provide depth at this first year. I don't think he'll start play a lot of big-time minutes as he gets into the NBA because, obviously, they're starting five of the Bulls is the best part of their team with Kobe, Zach, Otto, Markkanen, and now Wend- and Wendell Carter He's not going to start a lot, but he can play four to even five positions. He can play the. He said he can handle the ball, so he can play the point. He can play two, three, four, and maybe even small ball five. So he can do everything. He can guard almost every position. So I'm not too worried about this pick. Apparently, he's very athletic. The Bulls really liked him in his workout that he did. I'm not too upset about this pick. Now, I obviously talked about wanting Tyrese Halliburton because I thought it'd be nice to have a distributor on this team to get the ball to the likes What is going on in my headset? There's music going on in my headset. I don't know where it's coming from. Please help me. (laughs) Where was that coming from? That was weird. I don't know if anybody else, if you guys could hear that. But that, I don't know what was going on there. Do you, if you heard that, then. Well, someone's behind me playing music and I just don't know. That was weird. I don't know who was, (laughs) I don't know what the hell that was. But, yeah, I, I will trust the Bulls' front office with the pick of Patrick Williams. Again, he'll be a nice depth, depth piece his first year in Chicago, but once he gets more acclimated and once they move on from Otto Porter, which you would su- suspect with them taking Patrick Williams here, that this would be the last year of Otto Porter in Chicago. So Patrick Williams will come in more than likely next year, be the main guy at the three spot, and then we'll go on from there and keep drafting good players. Do the Bulls make the playoffs this year? If everybody stays healthy, I don't see why not. They got a major upgrade in coach. Their starting lineup, as we said, is their best part of their team. The depth is the only thing I'm concerned about. Bulls don't have a lot of great depth on their roster. 
you look outside the top five, once people get hurt, then you start getting scared when you see the likes of Luke Cornett starting games consistently. Like, because Wendell Carter is out. Uh, then you've got the likes of Chris Dunn, who's not going to be a bull this year, but same situation. You don't want Chris Dunn starting. He's a decent defender, or a good defender, but you don't want to see him starting. Thomas Sadoransky, he's like that ball distributing guy. And I could see them going in a, like that they did early in this earlier last season of having Sadoransky still start at the point guard spot and have Kobe come off the bench as a scoring outlet. I could honestly see them still do that. Now I would like to see Kobe since they didn't draft Tyrese Kobe be the main point guard in this Bulls team. But if they view him like I view him and possibly being in that Jamal Crawford role, then do that. Whatever makes Kobe white, the best player possible do that for him. Now, I hope Denzel Valentine can stay healthy if he comes back. I hope Thaddeus Young can stay healthy. I hope that uh, Daniel Gafford can stay healthy and actually play because I don't want to see Felicio play either. So, yeah, just stay healthy so we don't need to go to the bench <laughs> that often. But Billy Donovan's got a talented starting five, a young, talented starting five with Kobe White, Zach, Otto, Markinen. Wendell and then Patrick Williams coming off the bench so I'm confident in the front office with Patrick Williams even though it wasn't who I wanted it was kind of obvious this was going to happen we talked about this on Wednesday that the Bulls were linked with him and it started gaining steam so I'm not terribly surprised it happened it just wasn't the guy that I wanted speaking of Tyrese he went 12 to the Kings I think that's the best pick in the draft where he was projected to where they got him is Extremely good. That's what you call a value pick right there. Didn't trade up to get him. Didn't have to move at all to get him. And he fell right to you. A lot of people are talking about he was the best interview in the draft, which was awesome for him. He'll be the ball distributor for the likes of Buddy Heal, De'Aaron Fox, and like. So I think that's a great pickup for the Sacramento Kings. Now, I wanted him in Chicago, but I hope to see him do well. I'm an Iowa fan and a UNI fan in basketball, but... I'm not going to say anything and sit here and bash Tyrese Halliburton because I think he's a very talented player, can shoot, can distribute, can play a lot of minutes. I think they'll work very well for the Sacramento Kings. The other person I want was Danny Avija. Uh, he went to the Washington Wizards, kind of slipped a little bit as well. I thought he'd go five to the Cleveland Cavaliers. They obviously went with Isaac Okoro, who's the best defender in this draft class. So I'm not terribly surprised they did go in that aspect, but Danny kind of falling kind of surprised me a little bit. But going to the Wizards, very ball, very pass-friendly guy. Very good playmaker from the small forward position. Also played the two-guard as well. He's not a great shooter, but his playmaking ability will make him a key component to this offense. And I expect him to work on his jump shot. People talked about his work ethic and this whole draft process being one of the better things about him. So I'm not worried about him being a success in the NBA. I'm hoping he's not like Yan Vaselli or something like that, a former Wizards player from a foreign Wizards player coming over and not being very good. So I'd hope for his sake he's not like that. Uh, the reigning Wooden Player of the Year, Obi Toppin, went to the Knicks, like we said. Not very surprising there. Older player, fits in what Tom Thibodeau will do with, like, with the older players. Killian Hayes got drafted by the Detroit Pistons. We had him going there. Uh, I didn't think he'd go before Tyrese, but... I'm not surprised the Pistons took him. As you said, Onyenko Okongwu went to the Atlanta Hawks. We said that as well. So for not doing a lot of research before the draft and focusing mostly on what the Bulls were doing, I'm pretty proud of myself because we got Edwards Wiseman Ball. Then we got Okongwu, Hayes, Toppin. So we got six out of the top ten right. And then if I could find Devin Vassell <laughs> the draft, that's why I ended the draft because I couldn't find his freaking name on this list. 
So I just ended it, but I had him going to the Spurs. So I'll take seven out of 11. You know what? I will take that. Now, all of these picks, they make sense. Like Patrick Williams going to the Bulls makes sense because they were linked with him for like the past two weeks. Isaac Okoro going to the Cavaliers, very good defender, could play the three or two position, can defend every position pretty much. So it makes sense. Um, Avia going to the Wizards, maybe not fit-wise, but he can play make. I'm not surprised he went in the top 10. Uh, Jalen Smith, okay, that one kind of surprised me, not going to lie. They must be wanting to play him at the four and have like a Twin Towers thing between him and... Uh, wow, I'm blanking. DeAndre Ayton. I don't know why I was blanking so hard. They must be wanting to do that. The Bull, uh, First off, Phoenix, I'll say this. The Bulls tried to do that with Tyson Chandler and Eddie Curry. Uh, it didn't really work out. I just put it like that. It's it. It wasn't the greatest strategy of all time because he traded away Elton Brand for that, and um, yeah, it didn't it didn't work. So I hope for the Phoenix Suns if this is what they're planning on doing because they do list on the Wikipedia page uh, Smith as a power forward. So if they want to do that Twin Towers thing, go right ahead. So this set a power forward center, 6'10". Then you got DeAndre Ayton at 6'11". Then you got Chris Paul. You got Devin Booker. So I think everything's just Cameron Johnson from North Carolina, very good three-point shooter. So, yeah, this could, it could work out, maybe. It kind of surprised me, to say the least. I don't remember who I had going to Phoenix in my mantra. Let's look at some names, see if I can remember anybody that I might have thrown there. Because I don't really remember who I put in Phoenix. I don't remember who I put there. Wow. I don't think I, I didn't put Devin Vassell there because I wanted him to go to the Spurs, but I couldn't find his name because he was so low on this little sheet that they had on this website. I might have thrown in like Josh Green, but I don't know. I don't know. One of my favorite players in the draft, Precious Echiwu. I don't even know if it says his name right. His brother, his name is God's Gift, which I thought was pretty funny and pretty cool as well. But that's pretty much my rundown of what went down in the 2020 NBA draft, obviously not the most in-depth analysis we've ever done because I don't follow the NBA draft that closely, especially a year like this where it kind of just sprung up on me out of nowhere. But hey, NBA draft, it was a fun night. Watched it with my friend Spencer and Noah. And yeah, I look excited to see what Patrick Williams can do for the Bulls in the near future. Should be very, very exciting. Uh, for NFL, let's end the show here. Let's get some NFL scores coming up this week. Jets, Chargers. Chargers are 9.5-point favorite. This is a game the Chargers would lose. This would not surprise me at all if the Chargers lost this game. They lost to the Cleveland Browns when they were 0-14. Browns finished season 1-15. I could see them doing that to the Jets, especially this version of the Chargers could lose that team easily. But they're 9.5-point favorites. You would expect them to win that game. Eagles, Browns, expect the Browns to win, but that could be a more interesting one than we're giving it credit for. Falcons Saints could be fun. Taysom Hill is starting, or at least it seems like he's starting for the New Orleans Saints. He's taken all the number one reps for the Saints this week. So get ready for the Taysom Hill experience. Hopefully after this week, he can have more passing yards than LaDainian Tomlinson. Bengals Washington football team. Bengals are an underdog, one and a half point underdog. I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. I'm taking Joe Burrow. I'm taking Joe Burrow in that one. Panthers Lions. There's no line on this game. Uh... We don't want to take here. I'll take the Panthers. I think they said Teddy's going to play, but I still have faith in PJ Walker if that's who starts this game or Will Career. I don't know who's the backup for this team. But actually, you know, uh, 
I don't know. It's going to be a pretty, I would guess it's going to be a very high offensive game because neither one of their defenses are that good. Lions defense just stinks, and the Panthers is just really young. Steelers, Jags, Steelers will play down to their competition, but I don't expect them to lose to the Jaguars. Titans, Ravens, Ravens will bounce back after losing the Patriots. They'll beat them. Patriots, Texans, I fully expect the Patriots to win, but I want Houston to win for obvious reasons. Denver, Miami, Denver has a random good game every once in a while. This might be it. It won't, but we can hope. We can obviously hope. Packers, Colts, that'll be a very fun game. Colts are favored in this one. Should be fun. That should be a very, very fun game. Vikings, Cowboys. Vikings can surely write their season around, turn their season around with a win here. Four and five go to 500 after a win here. I totally expect, I expect them to beat the Cowboys. Sunday Night Football, Chiefs, Raiders. That should be a very fun one. Raiders beat the Chiefs last time they played, and the Chiefs are eight-point favorites, which is seems a little harsh on the Oakland Raiders, or Las Vegas Raiders. I'm going to say the Chiefs win, maybe not by eight. And then this Monday Night Football, Rams, Bucks. That should be a very, very fun game. We'll talk about that more on Monday, one would suspect. Now, for college football, we'll just go over some games that are going to be important in the FBS level. Obviously, we had some action going on earlier this week, but we have games taking place tonight, which could be very fun. Purdue, Minnesota could be fun. Minnesota doing a lot worse than what a lot of people expected of them this year. So that could be that should be a, a real turnaround game, I would guess, for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Iowa's playing Penn State this week. Penn State off their worst start since 2001. And Iowa... Even though blowing out Michigan State, Minnesota has looked suspect, to say the least, at times while in those games. Ohio State versus Indiana. Ohio State should win that game. But Indiana's played good. But they haven't beaten like, amazing teams, but that one should be fun. Then we've got other games. If you want to watch Kyle Trask play, go watch him against Vanderbilt. He might throw seven touchdown passes against Vanderbilt this upcoming weekend. Other games we got to talk about this week. LSU-Arkansas is always a very fun game, even though Arkansas... And LSU are not that great this year. LSU, last year, I saw this earlier, I think they were like a 20 or 30 point favorite, 31 point favorites, the number that's screaming out to me, over Arkansas last season. They are a one and a half point favorite in this game, according to ESPN. I might take the Hogs in this one, because <laughs> LSU is really having that end, that championship drought, the championship curse or whatever. So they lost 14 players to the draft and other NFL reasons. Like that's they're gonna it was gonna be a tough year for LSU. Other games that we have Cincinnati UCF could be a very, very fun one. Cincinnati's defense is really good and UCF's quarterback Dylan Gabriel is really good. So be a fun one there. Wisconsin Northwestern could be a very fun game. Oregon UCLA Dorian Thompson-Robinson, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Not favorite, but I like Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Versus Oregon, they have some cool uniforms. They're rocking this week. Looks like the old school, I say old school, like something that Mariota's team would wear. Uh, Iowa State-Kansas State could be a very fun game. It's at Ames. ISU's 11-point favorite in that one. Just keep scrolling down. Oklahoma-Oklahoma State is this weekend. Oklahoma State has not beaten Oklahoma in a few years now. Oklahoma State has a good team this year. But Oklahoma is still Oklahoma, and Little Brother likes to beat up on Little Brother a lot. So if we keep scrolling down, Michigan Rutgers, they're both 1-3 on the season. Uh, USC, Utah, Utah's not played a game yet. USC's played two. It hasn't looked great, but still one. Slovis is looking slow into the season, but I bet he'll figure it out eventually. He's too good not to figure it out. And those are the games we have this weekend in college football. So that's all we've got for you today on this Friday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. Hope you enjoyed the show, and hopefully in the near future, 
I will have another show for you with this tier list with somebody to do it with because I think it'd be very funny to do it with somebody else. And with that being said, I will see you all later. Peace.